0: For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number Store or sleepnumber.com. Today we've got a story of crazy entitled parents that ruin a daughter's career chances. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, entitled mom makes bogus 911 call. I will say this, when I hit 15 or 16, my grand pulled me out of school because she thought keeping the house clean was more important than my education. She has to have it spotless. She had several home health aides walk out because their job isn't cleaning, it's nursing. She would also force me to go three or more days in between showers, because that's what she had to do once she lost her mobility. She always plays the victim. Everything is always about her. So this literally just happened. It's 9.41 a.m. here on the East Coast on a Sunday morning, and I was woken up at 5.58 a.m. this morning by six police officers at my door. I heard my doorbell ring and immediately panicked. I was afraid they were coming to tell me something bad had taken place, but apparently my mom called the police department and told them my house was on fire. For backstory, I walked out on my mom and grandma about six months ago. I spent my teenage years being my grand's caretaker, dropping out of school, and even dealt with them using my social security number to acquire things on credit that they never paid for. I finally got most of that fixed, but not without angering them. My mom looked at it like I was ruining my grand's reputation. When I walked out, it left my grand's children, three sons, and my mom, to finally take care of her and they all went ballistic on me because apparently it was my responsibility. They started calling my job, having wellness checks done and trying to get my husband arrested. This morning when I opened the door, an officer was standing there and said they'd gotten a very quick and abrupt 911 call stating that there was a fire at my address. I told him I had just woken up and that nothing was wrong. I had my phone in my hand and showed him that I hadn't called anyone today He asked who had the number with the last four digits. I immediately knew who it was. I explained the situation to them and the officers got angry as there were six of them in total. The officers asked why my family was doing this and I told them. He said he was going to check into it and would call me. He called me back at around 8.30am. He said he would made contact with my mom and grandma and they immediately got defensive. He says he's going to see about pressing charges against them for abusive emergency services and that when he told them this, they started blaming me trying to deflect. Apparently my gran even asked if the officer thought I was right, I wasn't helping her. The officer told her I was an adult with a right to my own life and that they couldn't impede on that right. Apparently my gran mentioned her nephew who works as a prosecutor for the state and said she'd be calling him about this. The officer told her, go ahead, that his body camera had recorded everything, and Gran got upset about being recorded. I told them they've done everything they can to intimidate me into returning to their home, and he said he told them that harassing someone because they won't do what they ask is also a crime. Gran doesn't like it when people tell her she isn't above the law. Now I've gotten a shield order issued, meaning law enforcement won't come unless I call them. The officer also said he'd be in touch with the magistrate about my husband filing charges against these two, trying to get him arrested under false pretenses and slander because they put lies on social media about him. Guys, I'm just done with this. I've lived the last six months of my life in fear, waiting for the police to come at night. It's a small town, so thankfully this morning, the officer is a new recruit and young. The older officers have sided and been sympathetic with Gran before I even had one officer tell me she'd taken care of me. I needed to help her. Update. So my mom and grandma haven't been charged yet, and honestly, I don't think they will be. My mom calls for bogus wellness checks all the time and has never faced consequences, even though she has several charges for misuse of emergency services from another county. The judge never does anything with them. The officers that came Sunday were furious because they really thought my home was on fire. I live in one of the only four Commonwealth states, and here a magistrate has to approve an order of protection. You can't just file it by yourself. We've attempted in the past to get a PO and have been denied. Hopefully we can put our home on the market this summer or spring. We have a home a few towns over that we can stay in, but they know where that is as well. My mom has attempted numerous times this week to have my phone turned off, even though it's a contract in my name and husband's. She's been successful with that in the past as well. I about panic every time the doorbell rings because I know it's the police or one of my mom's brothers. Two of the three uncles have tried forcing me to go to, tend to Grand on numerous occasions. Thank God we work for ourselves because I've been fired in the past because of my mom calling and cussing my employer out. They also feel like my money is theirs, with both my mom and gran making comments about how I need to be helping them financially. I made the choice last year to move in with my now spouse because I was miserable. It was like I was a prisoner or something. My gran would call 911 if I went out anywhere to do anything that didn't involve helping her. Last July, I had my gallbladder removed and my narcs got angry because they thought I had prescribed pain medication and they wanted them. I told them I didn't have any, which I did, but that's illegal. So yeah, they called the police station and we even showed the police officers the texts where they threatened me with law enforcement if I didn't give up my medication. Nothing came out of it and the police act like we are in the wrong. I just don't understand why the police failed to do anything here. I think this is the prime thing where you start making a public outcry about it on like Facebook or in your community and reveal to people the police are not helping you when you're trying to turn to them. Also hi, I'm Steven and if you can't get enough hearing about these entitled parents, why not hit that subscribe button down below. That said, our next story is... My entitled mother expects me to do everything for her and I can't cope. My entitled mother was narcissistic and passive when we were young. I and my siblings have a lot of issues and mental health problems because of the mess both parents made in our family. We were pretty much a burden to her and she made it known. Now as an adult, she expects me to take care of her, wants me to do everything for her, her ex husbands pretty much did everything financially, bills and any issues that needed fixing etc. Now she's separated and single, she expects me to do a lot of stuff for her, which is fine I don't mind helping where I can, but it's not enough in her book. Instead of being shown how to do stuff for herself, she ideally would like to palm it off onto someone else, like me. I am her personal in-home therapist, I feel. She dumps and unloads a lot of her stress onto me. No amount of comforting words, suggestions, or guidance calms her down. She just flies off the handle, winds herself up, takes it out on me and says things like, she wants to die, which is super stressful to hear. I think she needs therapy and meds and seeing a doctor to cope better with things, but she doesn't want to and would rather hold me captive via guilt and emotional manipulation. I'm torn, in a place where I want to help her because obviously she's my mother and I love her versus feeling used and struggling daily with my own issues and trying to maintain personal boundaries. I feel so stressed right now. She's so entitled and seems to have this sense of I'm a victim for everything in life. I guess i'm just venting and looking for some words of reassurance and comfort i feel very drained right now it's looking like after an adult child who doesn't know how to take care of herself even though she's in her 50s can anyone relate our next story is i'm worried that living with an emotionally abusive parent has damaged me more than i consciously realize after the point at which i realized my mom was extremely emotionally abusive and had me in an appropriate role in my family I started analyzing how much my unhealthy upbringing was impacting me. As far as I could tell, it hadn't at all. I felt fine, which in turn made me doubt if I was even being abused to begin with. It felt like an endless cycle of shaming myself for my self-pity and refusal of just how severe the situation was becoming. Up until recently, I felt as though I handled the situation extremely well and came out of it stronger and unharmed. Yet lately, I've been dreaming about the things my mother put me through. Every single night for a month now, nothing at all had changed to trigger this. And I guess it got me thinking about how seemingly separate the conscious mind is from the subconscious. What if I'm much more damaged by what I went through than I even realize? I do wonder if I'll ever get over it even when I'm no contact and miles and miles away with a strong support system. Something about how I was raised feels inseparable from myself as a whole, and it worries me. I think this stuff that you're kind of raised with in your mind is always going to be kind of hard to let go, especially when you've come to accept that that's just how your parents were and how they treated you. In my experience, it sucks because you never want to just feel like saying no to your own parents or feel like you're disappointing them in any way. Our next story is... My entitled mother doesn't care about boundaries and throws my antidepressants into the fire. For some context, I'm a 28-year-old man. I left my hometown at 18 years old and lived out of my parents' home for almost 8 years. I had to move back for various reasons I don't wish to explain here, too long and irrelevant. Both my mom and my dad are retired. They don't have any social life outside of family, so they're almost always at home. I injured myself a while back. I haven't been diagnosed yet, but... It's very likely to be a stress fracture, femur. I also have ankylosing spondylitis, which hurts even more now that I can't move. I can't leave my parents' house until I'm healed. Even so, I'm a very independent person in general. If I can do something myself, I will. I open my windows, I pet my cats, they're very demanding and adorable. I meet my basic hygiene needs, somehow. And I throw my water bottle from my armchair to my bed since I can't carry it. Don't judge me please, it works. However, I know my own limits, and there's a lot of things I just can't do right now. For example, I can't use a broom because I'm using crutches. It sucks because I usually like tidying my room up when I'm able to. If I need help, I call either my dad or my mom, and I'm not difficult. I don't care if it's not perfectly done or something. Also, I hate people touching my things or organizing my things without my consent. I guess it's because in my family no one asks anyone's permission or tells you what they did or took. Or maybe it's because as a child my mom gave my stuff to my niece without telling me, thinking I wouldn't even notice. Or maybe it's because she sold one of my favorite plushies at a flea market, because I thought you would want me to sell it. Could be both. The whole situation is a mess. My mental health was never the best, but I had reached an all-time low. So my psychiatrist suggested that I try antidepressants. After a month, it started to work. The weird, overwhelming sadness always hanging in the back of my mind disappeared. I'm still on it and it still works perfectly. So what happened? That day I realized I needed to do some cleaning under my desk. It was hard to put my feet under it. It was like walking on some weird shaped granules. Also tissues were piling up on the floor I couldn't reach it and couldn't walk to my trash can to throw them out at the time. I waited as much as I could without help, but it was so disgusting I could not stand it anymore. I practically live in my armchair and my office chair for now, so the rest of the room was fine. There was nothing on that floor that should have not been there. So as usual, when I need help with something, I call my mom to help me. I didn't like it, but I didn't have a choice back then, and I still don't. I called and asked her to only help with the tissues and crumbs. This is important. She agreed to help me. I thanked her and she got to work, except she tried to clean way more than needed. She didn't ask either. She just tried to clean other places and throw other things out. Like I said, the rest of the room was fine and I hate people touching my stuff without my consent. I'm very grateful for her help and I will always thank her profusely before and after she does something for me, but if I don't want her to crush me under her love, I have to stop her, especially when she wants to go above and beyond to help me for something I really, really don't want to do. And since she never understands a simple, soft-spoken no, I have to be firm, which, I admit, must not be pleasant for her. This is the only way I can make her respect my boundaries though. So after telling her no multiple times, no not the whole room, no not my bed, no I don't need you to clean my desk, just the floor, no please just the tissues and the crumbs, nothing else. She took the trash can with everything she put in it with her. I thanked her and she left without a lot of word. She hates being told no. So she was pissed off. Here's the kicker. I somewhat still trusted her at this point, so I wasn't that attentive to what she put in the trash can. Sure, I saw that she put something in it that wasn't a tissue at some point, but I couldn't make out what it was. I was a few meters away from her. If I did, I would have seen that she threw out my antidepressants. I realized five minutes later when it was time for me to take them. I thought, thank god, I'm so lucky I can still retrieve them. I called her and here's the conversation that followed. I said, Mom, please, I need the trash can you just used. There's something I need to take back. She said, Oh, you mean the one I just threw in the fire? She was amused. I said, What do you mean, the fire? She says, Well, the fire for the wood burner? The one we used to warm the whole house up, you know? Thanks for the sarcasm, I guess. I said, So you just threw my antidepressants in the fire? I'm pissed, but still calm. She says, Well, yeah, I suppose. Ha ha. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. Laugh. She knew what they were. She's the one using my prescription. I can't walk to the pharmacy. And I'm mostly using antidepressants because of everything my parents did to me. So I'm fuming at this point. Are you freaking serious? You throw my antidepressants in the fire and you just laugh? She says, well, what do you want me to do? What's done is done. I say, oh, I don't know. Freaking apologize. Show some remorse at least. She says, oh, come on. I say, this is why I never want you near my stuff if I don't have to. You never listen and you do whatever you want with it. She says, if this was so important, why was it on the floor? She asked smugly, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't, but I gave her the benefit of the doubt. I said, I don't know, maybe it fell on the floor? You know, like, anything can fall on the floor? And I don't care if it's on the floor. I could put my legal documents on the floor and ask you not to touch it, and you still shouldn't touch it. It's called respecting someone else's boundaries. She says, well, I'm sorry. It's a half-hearted apology. The one she gives to stop any conflict or conversation she doesn't want to be in. However, it was the best I could have from her. So I just told her, thanks, and hung up. I don't know what her thoughts about antidepressants are, but I know she's not an ill-intentioned person. She probably thought it was empty or something. I only had a few days left before my new prescription. It's still a few days, though. I had to skip. However, good intention doesn't mean good deed. It doesn't replace listening to others or respecting their boundaries and it doesn't mean your actions are right or that you're entitled to someone else's property either i am thankful for the help but helping someone is not doing whatever i want with their stuff especially if the person is very clear about what they need doing whatever i want with someone else's stuff is just controlling and entitled Thanks for letting me vent. At first it was supposed to be a list of entitled behaviors from my entitled mother and entitled dad, but it was too confusing and hard for me to write. Well, hopefully venting about it helped OP. I don't really know how else you can get them to understand those boundaries besides kind of blowing up on them and just pounding it into their head over and over and over. I think it's very off-putting and it would be easy for a parent to lose contact with their kids over behaviors like that. This next story is Entitled Mother Weaponizes My Own Trauma Against Me. I, 18 year old male, was born with a birth defect and was dying from it consistently until the age of 8. After years and over a hundred operations, they removed a large portion of and resectioned my colon. I am extensively traumatized, and the heck I went to was so long-lasting and ingrained into my childhood that I'm medicated for chronic panic attacks that can go off when I'm near something resembling a heart monitor. The procedures I went through at such a young age were very violating as well, including colonoscopies from the age of 5 and doctors putting their fingers in my butt. At my barely adult age, I have CPTSD. OCD, and an overactive fight-or-flight response. My mother, simply put, uses how she saved my life in the past as a way to emotionally manipulate me. She has this habitual tendency to drown out everyone else's emotions by banshee screaming, not exaggerating, over other people's non-yelling thoughts and makes the entire household feel as awful as she does. Keep this in mind. My younger brother, about 11, has some form of mildly inconveniencing illness. She, to my belief, is still stuck in the life-saving mom mode and has been searching for answers for years. Her methods of searching is going to be about eight different doctors in the span of two years and calling the doctors that disagree with her jerks. She casually talks about the next big thing he might have. One day in my junior year of high school, I came back home and she tried to convince me that he had an autoimmune disease that would kill him when he reached 20. Another day, she tells me about a gene that has no information on it when you google it that our whole family apparently has that has given us severe autoimmune disorders. When we're all healthy, despite mild issues. These are the symptoms that my brother has. Mild eye itchiness, fatigue, allergies, that's it. He also stays up till 3 in the morning almost every night playing a game called Rust at the age of 11, but, you know, it's an autoimmune disease. My dad is non-confrontational but has also been curb stomped by my mom's awful authoritarian control over the shared trauma between us three. So now with my adamant she oversees all the medical decisions she does over my brother, which she didn't do before. Speaking of the didn't do before. You know how my issues practically ended at 8? At 13, she made me do a study because my colon wasn't working. I went into an emergency room where a middle-aged doctor stuck his finger up into me in a room of about 10 other nurses and surgeons. Then, woke up to have a tube up my butt for the next three days. At the end of the week-long lab rat experiment, they came to the conclusion that I have slow motility. As if we didn't already know that when I'm missing half of my freaking guts. She didn't tell me or my father the actual specifics, and only did when I got there about an hour before the operation. Paired with the amount of medical trauma I had before that, that severely impacted my mental stability as a teenager. I have no doubt in my mind that, as a mother, she was traumatized by my childhood. But the problem is, she does the following. Talks about my trauma with other people, like it's gossip in front of me. Knowing well of my discontent with it that I voiced with her. Tells me that I don't value how she saved my life whenever I disagree with a past experiment she did with me or plans to do with my younger brother. Talks about the new weekly medical issue of my brother to family members and friends. And the family all knows after years of her blabbering that she's exaggerating. Screams at the top of her lungs whenever I suggest that my younger brother's health issues are not as severe as she lets on, also applies to my dad. Treats anybody that combats her like they don't truly understand anything medical. I found text messages on a linked iPad, and she casually texts her friends about my PTSD episodes. Specifically referring to it as that, with a tone like it's a teenage angst, I feel like I've lost a lot of my worth to her because I'm no longer dying. She didn't make up the past for me because, at that time, it was urgent enough that my dad was there overseeing me, but she's still stuck in that mode where she has that urgency for my brother's mild symptoms. I wouldn't be surprised if he had a mild allergy issue and didn't get enough sleep. Also I don't spite my brother whatsoever, I'm doing everything I can to protect him, just want to clear that up. I'm upset at my mom's prioritization of him when exaggerating health issues. But he's completely innocent and I'm defending him because I refuse to let someone go through what I had to without reason. There's a lot more to this whole case study, but for reference of how she behaves, I'll give you this scenario. One, I tell my mother that the Avig infusions for an autoimmune disorder that barely affects my day-to-day life I had were fruitless and I didn't need them. She made me get these from about 13 to 15 alongside my younger brother. Plus, there are people who need that hard-to-obtain substance a lot more than me. Two, she started screaming at me, telling me over and over again that I would be dead without her. Three, she yanks me over to see my dad in the other room and tries to convince him of this story. She's yelling hysterically, and my dad sides with me because of my actual calm demeanor and since he knows her patterns. 4. I tell my dad that she brought up the ivig stuff and I denied with it, and she expanded it to this. She claims that I'm lying and begins to cry. 5. My father sides with me, saying that he's sick of not having a say from her drowning him out for years. He reveals a lot of his trauma was that he was scared to even approach medical stuff ever again but he's now not going to let her traumatize another kid. 6. My mom hysterically cries, tells me that I'm just jealous that my younger brother is sick and I'm not anymore, yikes, and leaves the house in the car for the night. 7. I talk to my dad alone afterwards and reveal the week of butt tube testing and start sobbing uncontrollably, being unable to finish it and accidentally triggering a panic attack. 8. My mom returns sometime at midnight and then proceeds to not talk to me for two days. Then, pretends nothing happens. 9. Continues to do a pursuit of my younger brother's illnesses, but pissed that my dad is overseeing everything now. Good riddance. She's convinced me for years that I wasn't allowed to feel anything. Anytime I would bring anything up before actually being medicated and seeing a psychiatrist for my trauma, she would actually go to how I'm blaming her for something. I feel awful for her as it shows some deep emotional distress, but I can't take that anymore. And my younger brother sure as heck isn't going through anything because of her immaturity. I apologize if this sounds prideful or not serious. I've honestly been making subtle jokes during this to help me get through the pain. Even in my last year of high school, I only have a few friends that I don't tell this stuff to, and my psychiatry appointments are infrequent so I just have to voice it somehow to cope. Personally I take everything OP said here pretty seriously. I just don't see anything here that would make me be like, oh they're being prideful or even trying to be funny. I'd be traumatized too. Our next story is, Entitled Mother Ruins Her Daughter's Chance At A Career. Context: I work in a small sized company, with the amount of clients increasing we decided to hire an additional team member at an entry-level position to help us. The mandatory requirement for it is fluency in a specific foreign language. There was this candidate, we'll call her Abby. She graduated from university for a year already, but has no work experience, no internships, and no extracurriculum activities during university. She was, however, quite good academically. During the interview, it's pretty obvious she's a bit sheltered but out of all of the other candidates, she's the most suitable one for our team's current needs. We were worried about her ability to coordinate and communicate within the team and some other social skills, but we figured we'd give her a chance and see because her language ability is what we're after anyway. Here's where the entitled mother comes in. We called Abby in for a second interview and my supervisor asked our HR to offer her the job. On the phone, when HR mentioned her salary, Abby paused for a moment, and then suddenly the entitled mother took over the phone and asked to speak instead. The entitled mother was complaining why our company's salary offer was less than other companies. She complained that her daughter deserves more, that others would give more for her language ability. Do you know what the standard salary for someone like her? No law firms would offer her this rate. It should be this and that. Disclaimer, we're not law firms, we're business consultancy. Our HR told us that the entitled mother sounds like a fake posh. Like those entitled mothers who try hard to brag to other people how rich and successful they are. At the end of the conversation, the entitled mother just said, Let us think about it, we'll call back next week. My daughter has other places to consider or something along that line. My supervisor decided to cancel the offer. Honestly, if we actually hire Abby, there could be more problems with her mother in the future. We were all pretty dumbfounded by this interaction, and particularly the entitled mother. I was a bit bummed out because we were actually quite excited to have Abby and our team. Now, I didn't know exactly how much was offered by my supervisor, but my company offers a pretty competitive salary for our location, outside of a major city, with good benefits and a solid raise and bonus policy. I just don't know how much Entitled Mother we're expecting. Her daughter didn't even do that well during the interview. We were very lenient because she has absolutely no experience and never even mentioned any transferable skills at all. Just one day after the phone conversation, the Entitled Mother calls our HR back. And guess what the Entitled Mother said? Well, you know, your company's offer seems reasonable. We'll accept it. It's not even the daughter that calls back. Me and my colleague are just laughing at this point. Well, our HR said she'll check with my supervisor. My supervisor is just, yeah, no, I'm not having it. Just no. Talk about sabotaging your daughter's chances. I'm quite sympathetic towards Abby. The position would suit her interest on the academic side and it's even a very good chance for her to learn and grow in joining the workforce in the society. Unbelievably, Entitled Mother has to interfere and ruin her chances. I doubt other companies or law firms would accept Abby, at least not soon. Most employers in the field that Entitled Mother seem to be looking for Abby are brutal during interviews, even for entry levels. I doubt Entitled Mother cares, though. They're well-off looking at the university Abby goes to i'm willing to bet this is definitely a situation where abby is relinquishing a little too much control and entitled mothers there holding the phone or sitting right next to them like give it to me i'll talk to them i'll get you in there is that ever a good look as a grown adult but with that being said that's all the time we have for today now if you want to hear another absolutely crazy entitled parent story check out that video on the left or if you missed my latest video check out that video on the right